Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live and today we have the cast and crew of Alone With You. We have Justin Brooks, Emily Bennett and the legendary Barbara Crampton joining us. So I want to thank all three of you for coming on the show and talking about Alone With You. Uh, it's a great movie and for our audience that doesn't know, the movie is being released in theaters February 4th. And then four days later, it is coming out uh, wide on video on demand. Is that correct, Justin and Emily? Yeah. That's correct. And we'll have a DVD as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Barbara, uh, it's been a year. You are an alum. Nice to see you. You're a returning alumni. Uh, How have you (laughs) been this past year? You know, I'm feeling really hopeful, John. I'm feeling like we're coming out of this and we're learning to live with this virus and things seem to be getting better. Uh, I know there's still a lot of issues and problems and, you know, uh, but I do think we're, if you so choose to handle it and deal with it, I, I think we're, we're, we've been given the tools to be able to. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. So let's, let's talk about alone with you. I saw this movie last week. I'm really excited about it. Justin and Emily, uh, you guys co-wrote, and you co-directed the film. Yes. Uh, my first question is to Emily. You are in every scene of this <laughs> film. How did the co-directing exactly work with you? That's a great question. Um, it worked, uh, it was kind of a dance. Honestly, most of the direction, co-writing this film <clears throat> helped us kind of approach the directing yeah. very early so a lot of a lot of the direction went into pre-production for this really planning on how we were going to approach this uh, how we were go- going to make a, a film like this feel larger and and honestly more evergreen than just a, a covid film or a, a film made during a pandemic so a lot of discussion went in uh storyboarding shot listing um obviously the casting and Barbara Camp, like casting the brilliant Barbara Crampton and Dora Madison, Emma Miles, like a lot of that. They did a lot of heavy lifting for us as well. But um, honestly, in the shooting of the film, we we have a really great shorthand. We've made a lot of short films together before this, and I'm often on camera. And um, I've developed a kind of muscle where uh, I, I love storyboarding and shot listing and kind of developing what what the look of the day is and what we're going to capture for the day. And then I just kind of switch departments and I go in front of the camera. And then when we cut, it it becomes a kind of back and forth. Did we get it? Okay. Actually, I'd like to try another one of these. That becomes very um, logical mm-hmm. and always working towards yeah. story. Sometimes I can feel when I'm like, okay, I think I got that. Did I? But it's always checking in with each other. Um, and same with Dustin. Like if he, if he was like, I could have gotten a shot. Can we go again so that we can get this? So um honestly it was a lot it was a conversation and and thank god because we were never we were alone together so we were supporting each other the whole time i think yeah i think most of the direction when it comes to emily and i if she's on screen which of course she was the entire film um because we wrote the character together and because we uh we had conversations about charlie time and time and time and time again um, most of the, the directing of where that character emotionally would go happened before we started shooting. Um, so we, we actually had built a really strong base of where we were going together in the direction of each scene so that when we were on the day, 
it was really um, kind of minor adjustments and tweaks. It was no real like um, there. There was no need to to really dig into the the direction of the character on the day because we were pretty synced up on what that would be. You guys came in very well prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Barbara, uh, you have a small but significant role in this film. You play Emily's mom. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is the first time that I have seen you play a devoted Christian woman in a horror film. <laughs> Has it- Maybe. I, you know, I've played some complicated caretakers before. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. a couple of movies. And in um, King Knight, which is also coming out a week later, I play another sort of unforgiving, uh, sort of, you know, set in her ways mother. Um, yeah, but not very often. So how did you get involved with this project? Uh, Did you read the script? Did they approach Uh you? Did they send you the script and you fell in love with it? How did it unfold? Well, you know, I didn't know Emily and Justin, but um, I knew the casting director, David, and I knew uh, some of the films that the producers had done. Um, Andrew Corkin was involved and um, his partner, um, Theo James, he is an actor, has done a lot of great work. And so they said, this is a really good script. You should just read it. So I read it and I really was surprised. It was very well written. And as a horror fan myself and having done so many films, I can kind of see where things are going or I think I do. And with this movie, I was surprised because there was this sense of of dread and panic and franticness that I could feel in the words and in the story. And I thought that that was captured really well mm-hmm. just in, in the narrative, but then where it was going was a complete surprise to me. And as a horror fan, I was really delighted by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the character of the mom is, is important, as you say, in, in terms of understanding the arc to Emily's character, Charlene, and you know where she's going and where she came from. And, um, and as I've gotten older, I really enjoy playing characters that have this kind of complicated emotional depth. And I felt like she had that and she, you know, she has a complicated relationship with her daughter. And I have a good relationship with my children, thank goodness. But that also you know, helps inform me um, how to play scenes, you know, about being a mom and I don't have to sort of guess and make it up in my head. But um, I really, I really enjoy in my life. And I've been doing this for 40 years as far as I feel like I'm always working with emerging filmmakers. I did that with Stuart Gordon, you know, in the very Mm -hmm. beginning of his career, I made his first movie and I worked with Adam Wingard and um, you know, look where he is now. Yeah. Uh, when I made your next, and I feel I feel like I did that with Brandon Christensen, another emerging kind of filmmaker. Um, he did Z and um, Stillborn, and I was in his movie Superhost. And I kind of feel the same way about these guys, Emily and Justin. They're emerging filmmakers who really have a strong voice and have something to say, and do it really well. And they're a dynamic duo. And you know. I've said this before, but it's like they came on the scene and now I feel like they've always been here because I know that we're going to be hearing a lot more Mm -hmm. of them, you know, coming up. And they really made a great impact on the um, festival circuit with this film and they got some great reviews. And so 
uh, I'm just so, I feel lucky and I feel proud to be a part of, of this film, you know, with these guys who I think are really so talented. Now, one more question with you, Barbara. Uh, this is a smaller role than what you've done in the recent past. Uh, was that an issue with you or did you have no problem? You just wanted to be a part of this project? Yeah, I, I mean, I hold to the to the uh, cliche, if you will, that there are no small parts, only small actors. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, there's there's films. I mean, I was just offered a role in a film that was a really big part and I turned it down for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have taken me to England for like a month. And wow. and it paid really well. And it was really hard to try to <laughs> But um, I, I didn't feel, that's another story. I didn't feel mentally prepared for that movie because um, they, they wanted to cast me like right before they started filming. And I was like, I don't have enough time to work on this on this part, I'm not gonna do a good job. I mean, it's just no time. Absolutely. Um, so people, if you're casting your movies, make sure you cast them way in advance because actors like to have time with the material to work on it. They don't just show up and say the words. Um, but I, I feel like if I'm going to accept a part, it for me, I have to feel like I can support the filmmaker's vision and their story and what they wanna say because my job as an actor is, is to do that. It yes. is to service the material. And if I feel like I can service the material and I think the material is good. And and also for me, if it has some something of an arc, if it has some something that you understand, it has some beginning, middle and end, uh, then I I feel better about my presence in the movie, whether it's big or small. Does it, That's Alexa, you know? I'm sorry, she likes to- Alexa! Alexa, we're having a moment here. Alexa, do um, not disturb. <laughs> yeah, so I, it just doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. It she doesn't matter to, to me. She, she does, yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon the machines are going to take over, like in Chopping Mall. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. But I have to say, like, while, while Barbara's time on screen is not... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's a small part within the 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 film. The character's impact is yeah. felt throughout the entire oh, yeah. movie. It's such mm-hmm. an important character that that could not be thrown away by any means. That yeah. had to be somebody that was going mm-hmm. to put the care into that character as Barbara does. I mean, it, it's such an important moment um, that 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 is carried through. By, by Charlie's character throughout the rest of the film. Well, and people have asked me, you know, what what is it like being in every frame of the film or, or you know, carrying a film? And I, I could never think of it that way. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. You yeah. know, it, that's yeah. a terrifying prospect, like carry a film, no. Yeah. Um, but I know how to play a character and I know how to play I know how to develop relationships. And we we wrote the character of the mother. That that's a deep relationship. And that that first scene, Barbara, the one that you read mm-hmm. and said that you enjoyed so much, we we worked through that so much because that there's so much history there and there's so much about who Charlie is and who, yeah. who I had to become and really know. So that history and developing that with you was just invaluable and really constructing who Charlie is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the fun of, of working on a character is working with the other people 
that are in the movie, whether it's the director or the other actor. I mean, you're always trying to formulate your character and your point of view about what you're doing. And that to me is exciting because as much as the horror genre is about fear and dealing with fear, um, it's also about empathy. And, and, trying yeah, to, and, the, and the human right? psyche itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't you don't fear for a character unless you're empathetic for that mm-hmm. character. You yeah. have to you have to understand. You know, it, we we are afraid in horror movies because we put ourselves in those positions. So yeah. you need to give them somebody that they can that they can have that window into the film. You know, and right. and Barbara's character is such a window into who Charlie mm-hmm. is, and so important. Like that scene is so unbelievably important in telling us who our character is um, that, yeah, it, it needed somebody with the gravity that, that Barbara brings to her characters. Absolutely. Now, the movie has several supporting characters throughout to help tell the story. Uh, when it came to the mother and you guys were writing her up, what was your uh, feelings when you found out that Barbara Crampton might be interested in taking on this role. We called our families. We, were like, <laughs> we, we um, uh, I mean, we kept it pretty quiet, obviously, but we were I just like, are, yeah. we, um, are we doing this? This is, uh, you know, this is thrilling. And obviously we, we had seen so much of her work, but like her, her current work, like her more recent work. And I know your next is 10 years ago. I know you and Simon Barrett just celebrated that in LA, but it's so cool. your next. And then channel zero, like your, your, your upcoming work is uh, your current work is just so strong. Like you've just, I your craft is just so great to watch on screen. And so when we found out, obviously the fans in us were excited, but mm-hmm. I personally was excited selfishly to act with you mm-hmm. um, and to, to have someone of your caliber to, to act against it, it really made me kind of sit up straight yeah. and say, okay, okay, there's, we're, we're doing wow. something here. I think there's a, there, and I mean, Barbara is regarded as an icon for a reason. She's, um, her work has, I mean, her work means something. All her films are like, they mean something to the, the horror community and, yeah. and the history of horror film. And, and I think for me, it was so special really because there are, there are those familiar faces in horror we see again and again and again, and, and we love when we see them, but they're, um, they're, they're out there and they're, they're in everything, you know, yeah. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Barbara is not one of those people. Like she, she, um, is really, um, she has been very picky with what she's, she's decided to mm-hmm. attach herself to. And, and so mm-hmm. when we heard that ours, had had um sparked her interest of course that like unbelievably flattering like that was so exciting and as emily said i mean it's of course fans you know that we are we were so thrilled but that fandom um quickly just got melted away with how unbelievably easy barbara was to work with it it just became um old friends and and just she's so yeah She's so giving as a as an actor. It was wonderful. Well, to thank you. I I feel the same about you guys. I mean, because I saw it in the writing. I thought the writing was so good. And then when I met you and we were working together on Zoom and all three of us were together, 
Um, I really felt like even in rehearsals, Emily was able to touch some parts of herself that I wouldn't normally see, you know, just in a rehearsal. And um, I felt like you were really open and there just has to be a, a give and take. And, you know, for me, it's all about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And and if you can authentically uh, illuminate a character or use yourself in an authentic way, I think even even that is really hard to get to. It's really hard. Like a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. You you see the character and you don't see them really living the moment and really, you know, being that person. And I could tell with you that you you were already there. Oh yeah. You know, and right? I mean, you Emily, know, your performance is amazing. I, I want to focus yeah. this on mm -hmm. you and like Barbara just said, you were phenomenal as an actress in this movie i mean mm -hmm. you drew me in as an audience member within like the first five minutes you had me feeling a range of emotions a part of me wanted to smack you in the back of the head and say stand up for yourself you know and then another part of me felt sympathy for you and no no uh you know, your partner is not doing this stuff behind your back. She loves you and you're getting ready to celebrate your anniversary. And the film is, is done in a very artistic way. Like I said, it, there is beautiful imagery to when the film actually concludes and sort of like the big reveal happens in the end, that even that is still left up to viewer interpretation. Did that really happen? We don't mm -hmm. understand. We don't understand throughout the whole movie is, are you losing your mind? Uh, are these things that are going on around you real? Are they all in your imagination? So mm -hmm. you as an actress and having to go through all these different emotions, what kind of tricks did you do? I don't want to use the word tricks, but what kind of places did you put yourself into to bring all that to the screen? I really had to ground Charlie in, into a reality, quite frankly, because we take this film into very, uh, su into surreality, into the surreal and the, um, yeah, like you said, the hallucinogenic, the, um, it, and so as I worked with Charlie, you know, once we had written her, once she was on the page, um, I really, I, I start, mapping out the emotional journey through the film you know in case we can't really shoot in chronological order i need to know you know on what day where am i here and and in what context so that you know the continuity of the film makes sense um but two i i build playlists i i create music which is um, very popular amongst actors almost all of them mm -hmm, they they create mm -hmm. some sort of playlist to help them get into the character they're going mm -hmm. to play Absolutely. And, and I learned that, you know, I trained as an actor um, in London. I, I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and I'm theater trained. So all of that theater background, some of it's useful on film, some of it's not, but the preparation is always useful. And so that was one lesson that my an instructor d cannon um always told me and um so i made you know i made a playlist mine and simone's playlist I, and i got into a really romantic you know the, this is the best night <laughs> this is going to be the greatest evening you know it's so romantic and 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 then things just keep 
they keep going wrong. And so the the important thing to, to have those little moments hit you, the disappointments and then the fear, you know, as things continue to kind of descend, I have to start, my reality is loving and warm and excited. And so I had to create where I started in a very real internal place for myself and to genuinely be surprised when things weren't going well. Mm -hmm. um, and then to create that rich backstory, you know, Barbara, as we talked with, with you in the script phase, you know, as we were still kind of sh mm -hmm. shaping a few things, you had some great input into your character as well. Mm -hmm. And we, we shifted a couple of things because it did make it m make more sense because mm -hmm. a character doesn't exist without the actor who plays that character. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Honestly, right. that just slightly, and we didn't do very much, but it, mm -hmm. it made it feel more grounded mm -hmm. for you. And because it felt more grounded for you, it felt more grounded for me. And mm -hmm. that's that's right. where we have to start. You have to start with relationship and you have to start yeah. with what is your given circumstances. Right, I mean, just like in acting 101, you go back to if I was this character in this situation, what would I do? Yeah, It's not what you do because everybody plays Hamlet differently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's it has to filter through your instrument and who you are as a person. So there always is a little bit of you in every single character. And if you don't do that, then you're playing a cliche or or a character that isn't going to ring true. And an audience member knows that they're they're right. not going to be able to connect to you if they don't feel like you're being authentic and yeah. using parts of yourself. Yeah, it has to be, you, you have to be a person. I, and, and I think that was important to us. I mean, it's so funny how Emily and I talk about this a lot, the, the blurred line between the actor and the writer. They share a lot mm -hmm. of commonalities. And mm -hmm. the way an actor approaches a character is very much in sync with the way a writer should approach that character. Mm -hmm. And from the get-go, yeah. our, our job was to make real people, not characters like the mother mm. um the mother hurts charlie but she's not a villain she's mm -hmm. she's not not a you know nothing nothing is villainous about her and and mm -hmm. charlie is uh flawed she's a real person she, yeah. she's she she loves and she hates and she she messes up and she does well you know so it spills it's, a lot of wine spills a lot of wine <laughs> yeah. and uh she she has to be real and and all the characters in this that was very important to us that we we had actors in place that were going to understand mm -hmm. the reality of the of the the character and really ground everything now barbara your interaction uh with emily in the movie is done through a virtual video conference mm -hmm. like what we're doing now mm -hmm. as an actor uh was that difficult acting with a partner that's not physically right in front of you you know, you'd think it would be, and uh, I, I'd say probably in the early part of my career, maybe it would have been more difficult, but as you're working in movies so many times, you might have a close-up on you, and the other actor can't stand next to you anyway because there's no room, mm -hmm. so they'll put a little piece of green tape on the, on the camera, and you have to look at the green tape, and that's the other actor's eyes, yeah. and you got to look at that green tape, and you have to believe that that's the other person. And if you've rehearsed enough with, you know, in this case with Emily, we rehearsed on Zoom and Justin was there and we talked about the scenes a lot. I knew 
kind of what was coming. I mean, and you can play with nuance and things that happen in the moment, but I knew what, where we were going and I knew the map of emotionally where those guys wanted me to be. So uh, it's not too hard. I mean, you know, and to illuminate another point, I've been in many movies where the actor can't be there or maybe there's like a head explosion or some weird thing because I work in the horror business <laughs> and you'll have to see it. There'll be a C stand with like a, a sock and a ball. <laughs> tie the sock onto the C stand and that's what you have to look at. And, but you know, you're always still hearing the other actor's voice, you yeah. know, your scene partner's voice. And that, hmm. that really, you can just use that. Yeah. I mean, that's enough. That's enough. So um, the, these are things you just have to get used to, you know, it's just like, you know, like, like Emily was talking about earlier. And I find this so interesting as an actor, cause I love this process so much. You really do have to map out emotionally where you are. Mm -hmm. And I kind of make little, little notations in, um, in the margins of a script. And sometimes I actually will make a map. I'll make a map and on my map, you know, there the emotional the heightened emotional level is here and then i have something else on the bottom and i actually draw like a graph like where my character is wow. and i i do and the music i do the same thing i think of music that's going to inspire me for every scene and i try to listen to that music right before the scene so that i have like you're talking about tricks it really is like a bag of tricks yeah because you have all these things that you have been taught when you've been in school or you know things that you learn working on sets with other people and then you can pull from those when you need them. So there's like different techniques that you can use while you're working. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. I mean, sometimes I'll be in a scene with somebody and if uh, if for you know the gods are shining on us and you know everything feels right and the emotion is right, it's just it's just there. Yeah. And other times you have to use emotional recall and think of something that happened in your own life that makes you sad or makes you mad or makes you happy or whatever. And then you have to use that little moment and then trick your brain and then focus it on what's happening right now. You know, you just try little things and something's always gonna work yeah. as long as you have those those bag of tricks, as you say. Wow. I mean you are ultra you know prepared and you do above and beyond i mean I was well this to... is why i say you've got you've got to cast people in advance if you yeah. want somebody to do a good job yeah. you know Absolutely. You, need to, you need to give them i mean i you know i i worked on this movie jacob's wife a couple of years ago and we were going back and which forth was about a big casting. hit by the way yeah it, it so did good. well and then you know i i and the the other producers and Travis and I, we were going back and forth about a few people. And I was like, you guys, come on, we have to pick somebody. And they're like, what? We have like a week. I said, yeah, we only have a week. I mean, it's just perception. I said, you actors want the material as soon as possible. Yeah. Most people do. Mm -hmm. Most people do. I've worked with, I worked with one actor. Um, I don't know if you guys are probably too young to remember. Do you remember Stacy Keach, the actor Stacy Keach? Yeah. Do you know yeah. who he is? Yeah. I, I think yeah, I do. I'm not positive. Okay. Yeah. You'd have to look him up. He 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 had a series called uh forget the name of the series, like uh maybe somebody on the chat will say, Oh, what was the name of that series? Anyway, I worked with him on a movie. He learned his lines in the morning while we were getting our makeup on. My yeah, my camera. camera. Thank you, my camera. 
And I didn't work with him on my camera. It was just, it was a movie, but I was, had several scenes with him and he didn't know what he was going to say until he got there. And that, that, you know, those, those kinds of actors, you know, they just show up and they, they're just them in every, every movie. Um, not saying he's not a good actor. I mean, he was a yeah. good actor and, you know, whatever, but I, I'm just not that kind of actor. I, yeah. yeah. Everybody has their own methods. Now, mm -hmm. uh, Justin, Emily, when it came to the third act, the end, uh, the big reveal, how mm -hmm. did you guys play with a lot of different scenarios on how you were going to wrap this movie up? Uh, did you have a lot of alternate endings you were playing with or was it always known this was how you were going to go? I don't want to sound boring, but I think we always yeah, knew where it was going to go. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, we, we thought about how we were going to tell that story in different ways, yeah. but um, no, the, the, the ending, honestly, I, I find as a writer, um, the, this is my advice for anyone. If, you, if you're like, oh, I'm writing a few projects right now, uh, which should I go with? Go with the one you know how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that one, mm. but you're going to get to the ending. You're going to mm -hmm. keep writing because you know, because every film should kind of bookend, should kind of turn on itself. We should start in one place and kind of return to that place, but in a fully different way. Mm -hmm. um, in, in, just artistically, however, that's just how I approach things. And so we we always knew the ending of this. Um, okay. we, we thought about shooting it differently, but yeah, we just, we always knew where Charlie was going to end up. Yeah, I think most of this time spent was really on the journey to that end, you know, and how to tell that and where to go that that steers us in in appropriately and, and brings our character to the logical uh, end of the film. If, um, I, if I want to, if you guys were to guess, uh, I mean, you guys wrote it, you may have an, an idea of when the pivot point is that leads us to that ending reveal at mm -hmm. which point in the in the movie if you want to share this does that actually occur on a i know i i i'm uh -huh. i'm putting that very vaguely i don't want to give any spoilers away but mm -hmm. where at which stage in the movie first second act did that moment occur that pivots the whole movie uh that's <laughs> that's a tricky one i know i know i mean i will say we again this is one of those things that we know the movie that we made that we wanted to make and, and intended to make i don't necessarily want to tell that to the audience because okay. i want mm. them to take uh what they uh, their 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 interaction with the film is just as valuable so, absolutely and yeah, this is yeah. a a perfect example of a film where you give it to the audience and ask them here what do you make of this mm -hmm. okay yeah. uh mm -hmm. because there is no really right or wrong answer it's how the audience is going to interpret it was that your intention from the beginning yeah it, it was most certainly i mean we we were very careful though because i this is an easy film and and this is an easy film to accidentally misdirect an audience if if we had made a mistake continuity wise or if we had forgot to pick up that one cup you know like mm. that that messes with the audience's idea of what is going on so mm. um what we planned on this also was a, a huge help when 
planning out the emotional arc, but we shot um, chronologically for that reason. Mostly yeah. chronologically as much as we could just to- That's so nice that you were able oh, to it, I mean, that. I mean, as an actor, Barbara, like what a gift. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we hope to do that for, you know, as much as possible in, but, in our careers, obviously. Um, but it's this uh, was important. Yeah. This this was very important, partially because we didn't we didn't have anyone to lean on for like physical continuity for literally, yeah. uh, you know, pictures on walls and things like that. But um, I, I will say, in to answer your question, which isn't probably the answer you want. Um, <laughs> well, Katie, I'm curious as a fan as to uh-huh. you know when that's why I asked it. Right. Well, we. Um, I, I think the, this film is very subjective. Um, we're seeing this film through Charlie's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as long as you follow her perception and her realizations through the film, um, I think she kind of, she will guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say overall, we we absolutely know the film we shot. Yeah. We, we know the film that we wrote. We know the film that we shot. I know fully what happens in this movie. We know fully what happens in this movie, but what we think doesn't really matter now because it's, yeah. it's about to be mm-hmm. in the world. Exactly. Um, so we're, we're not here to sh- tell people, to teach people how to watch this, yeah. this film. We yeah. want to hear what they think. But I, um, I want to also, I want our, the audience to know that, that nothing is, is without intention. Like we, we did not try to misdirect yeah. just a mess with anybody. This, this film is very intentional. Everything in it, um, points incredibly is is a piece of its mm-hmm. of its uh, storytelling. Well, and, you crafted it. I really think you crafted it, and uh, and also you can tell that you know by the way you shot it, and it, it looks beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. for for inside of an apartment movie, it, <laughs> it has is. a lot of different lighting cues. No, the imagery is lo- amazing, and, the, and I, the way the camera moves through the the apartment is is very impactful. I think people will be really surprised by that. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, I was. It's, I, it's crafted. It's a crafted film, really. I, I would know? go as far yeah. as saying it's a very artsy, art house mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. film because of the uh, great cinematography behind it. Now, what is Emily? Is Charlie uh, the product of her mother's strict religious upbringing? That is certainly her past and her reality when she was younger. Uh, we developed an entire backstory of when when Charlie left mm-hmm. home, what moment that was. Um, you know, was it in the middle of the night and she escaped, or was it? So we we did work that out quite very intensely. Um, and Charlie is a product of that, but but honestly, I I found. I found that my mannerisms um, as Charlie, I constructed her to be a bit delicate and a bit romantic and a bit um, kind of confined. You know, she she's not sloppy. You know, mm-hmm. she spills wine a lot, <laughs> as I've said, but she's not um, she's not a heavy footed woman. She no. she's delicate and she's careful. You know, flowers and records and and moments and smells. You know, I wanted it. I wanted her Everything to feel very romantic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of that, um, those physical mannerisms do come from her mother. Um, and, you know, just kind of understanding the way that Barbara carries herself informed the way that I constructed Charlie a bit. I, I won't say that, you know, I went 
incredibly deeply into that, but it, it, just seeing how Barbara's mannerisms were when we were working with her, um, I was like, okay, that that's how she moves a little bit. And, you know, the, the kind of the necklace that you wear in the film, Barbara, mm -hmm. um, which is your necklace in real life, um, you know, understanding like you, you wear jewelry, you know, you're a woman who, I took pieces of that. And then from that kind of structure, that's where Charlie's from. That's mm -hmm. her home when she was a child, taking that and then deconstructing that and really kind of ripping her apart. And Charlie goes through a lot of transformations through this film. So it's, it's really important to understand, to have a clear view of where you're starting and where you're ending because Absolutely. they mean different. Now, what really stood out to me watching this film after a while is and i and uh justin you said everything in this film is intentional and i assume that applies to the dialogue as well yeah. is the amount of times uh emily your character says i'm sorry mm. okay i think that is a big tell into mm. someone's psyche mm. okay oh you know yeah. even calling 911 you felt you were bothering them you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to call 911. And yeah. it goes deep into the mindset of Charlie. So how important was that to the script and to show us exactly the kind of person that Charlie is? It, it's incredibly important. And yeah. I, I think there's a lot of Charlie in me, certainly in my past and in, in a younger version of Emily Bennett. I think there's a lot of Charlie there. The, the I'm sorry, the oh, I don't want to bother anybody. Um, you know, and I, it, I think as a woman, we, we have that. I know I have to tell myself, like, don't apologize, you know? Um, and I, I don't think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not as much like Charlie in that regard. If I'm calling 911, I'm calling 911. <laughs> like, they need to come and help me right now. Um, but it, it's incredibly important because Charlie is very unsure of who she is. She comes from a background that doesn't support who she is now. She's found herself. She's found the woman that she loves, which doesn't, it doesn't really compute with her mother's morals no. and, and how she was brought up. So Charlie isn't sure where she fits in. Um, and I think that comes with trepidation and feeling like she's imposing. Um, but at the same time, Charlie, she deserves a place in the world. She's just trying to find where that where that is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think one, one of my favorite little things, this was actually Emily just on the day, but um, she had just gotten off the phone with her super and all she was doing was telling him, you know, your apartment door doesn't work. You need to come fix this. But she, she just gets off and like thinks to herself, she goes, stupid, like just <laughs> already like commenting on her own ability to leave a, a voice message and and that's mm -hmm. definitely i mean that the, like i said we, we charlie that's not me right. <laughs> i'm calling my super he needs to fix the door <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, that was and that was very involved in in like i said earlier we we talked about charlie so much we have there is a lot of story involving charlie that's not in that script or not in front of the camera like we had to know who she mm -hmm. was and and that had to be told through emily's mannerisms through and also um and, and thank you for mentioning the camera work but that was very important to help support mm -hmm. uh, charlie and the character that she was is that camera 
um, and the, the visuals had to be as linked to her as we possibly could. Absolutely. Because you can't shoot yeah. this film with typical coverage. No. Like, you know, there's yeah. there's no over the shoulder, really. I mean, I guess you could <laughs> shoot over the shoulder to the computer um, and the phone, but mm -hmm. the, the camera work in this, the cinematography has to be as emotional because it's tied to Charlie. Yeah. And Justin is a brilliant cinematographer. Absolutely. Now, Barbara, uh, the reason why you initiate the call to your daughter, Charlie, is really not just to check up on her. Your mother, Charlie's grandmother, died, okay? Mm -hmm. And you really try to tell Charlie, you don't need to come down for the funeral, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Like, you sort of don't want her there no. because her lifestyle mm -hmm. is going to be an embarrassment to your other family or friends uh, who are involved in the church, knowing that your daughter is a part of the LGBT community, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, your real intention for calling her is because you want the necklace mm -hmm. that your mother, her grandmother gave to her, which is a, you know, for lack of a better term, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. You yeah. know, that's a gift that was given to her by her grandmother. And now here you are calling her, asking her to get it back because you want to bury uh, your mother. Uh, how do you get into the mindset of uh, how you you really made us believe it when you mm -hmm. when you go through the motions? First, you call, start with small talk, then you let her know mm -hmm. about the death, and then ultimately you drop the hammer. I want mm -hmm. the necklace back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was all there in the writing. And so that gave me a template for what I was about to do. And um, again, I, I think I used, you know, some stuff from my own relationship with my kids. My relationship with my kids is great, but I, I sort of had to imagine if it wasn't great and moments when it wasn't great. I've had moments where, you know, I, I had some um, issues with different kids for different reasons and sort of tap into what that was. Yeah, I mean, we're when, both, my, when my kids disappointed me. Yeah, we're both you parents. Know? I have three teenagers. Yeah. You have children. We know that it's not all rainbows and kittens. No, no, no. And I think I'm luckier than most. I really think my kids like me. And I, I mean, my kids just went off to college recently, my youngest. And um, I know a lot of my friends who are like, I, you know, it's a relief that their kids are gone. It's hard being a parent it's, and they yes. wanted a break. It's hard, you know? Um, but uh, I miss my kids terribly because I have a really good relationship with them. I, you know, I'm, I'm empty nesting and I'm having a little bit of a hard time with it, I'll admit. Um, but I've, as good a relationship as I have with my kids, I've had moments where I wanted to shake them, you oh, know, yeah. because of different, things that have gone on and uh you just have to tap into those moments um to be able to you know uh be again you know we're talking a lot about authenticity to just be as authentic as possible um, well when you were reading that part of the script you're, did you think to yourself wow that's a really crappy thing for a mother to do to a daughter yes of course yes horrible it is you know i don't you know, I don't like my character in this movie. I, I can understand her, but, and I, and I have to find ways to, for her to, to be able to justify 
what she does because every character can justify yeah. what they do. Just like every person in life can pretty much justify what they do, even if they have a second of thought about it later or they go, why did I say that to that person? I should have said that. And really probably after the call, even, you know, my character would say, oh, why was I so hard on her? You know, yeah. I ended the call like we've always ended. I mean, we just don't connect. And how terrible is that? And, you know, I'm sure she has moments where she feels bad about that, but she can't help herself. No, no. Yeah. And that, that's, that's just it is is so many of the characters finding the way to ground these characters is is finding the story around the scene. Like who, who mm -hmm. is the person right. that isn't that isn't this moment because we all have bad moments. Yeah. No yes, our that's right. Mm -hmm. No matter our, you know, our preparation, yeah. people, we get caught up in the moment and we say the wrong thing. And there, I don't know a single person that hasn't sat in the shower and been like, oh, well, what I would have said was this, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we all. It's all regret. You have regret after, but you can't put, you know, you can't, it's spilt milk. You can't put it back in the bottle. Now, uh, Emily, I would think now with this movie coming out and you were fantastic uh, acting in it, that you would are probably finding yourself at a little bit of a crossroads, okay? You are going to get recognition for your work uh, as an actress in this film. You are going to get recognition for the writing and directing. Moving forward, uh, for your career in particular, is it acting that you want to pursue more of? Is it the writing? Is it directing? All three? What do you want to do moving forward? Yeah, do you want to repeat this process? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? How was it really? I don't want to repeat this process. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, that's that's a great question and and something I think about as well. But honestly, I I'm never going to be able to leave acting. I love I love acting. Acting keeps me it keeps me in the mix. Like it keeps me active. You're you're constantly pinging off of someone else. You're getting better. It's playing tennis. Like if you play tennis with Barbara Crampton, you're going to become a better tennis player. Yeah. You know. Um, so that that just keeps me fresh and that keeps my writing fresh. Um, ultimately, you know, thankfully I have a few, uh, projects coming up this year already. And, um, I, I'm excited to, to see if any, any more come, but didn't you just act uh, in something that it's a secret now you can't tell people, but didn't you just do something that somebody said they were using you for a movie and I forget who that was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You and I talked about that. Um, uh -huh. that should yeah. be, coming. I'm not allowed to talk about that yet. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, yeah I've, I've been pinged for a couple of projects that one, um, as well, Barbara, I know what you're talking about and yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I very much look forward to that. So I'm, I am not stopping acting by any means, but I, I am a writer. I, I have eight, nine, 10 feature film scripts. Um, that I've written solo, we we continue to write. I look forward to becoming um, a full-time writer and director, honestly. Mm. And, and I will appear in various projects. I, I will be a little choosy, um, but I think, you know, like Barbara is with her career, I think being choosy about your projects is a good thing. Yeah, yeah it um, is. And I, I love writing and directing though. I love actors. I love working with actors. 
Um, it, it's just so much fun, like creating mm -hmm. that. And I think I bring something different um, to to writing and directing. Um, so I don't I don't have to always be like a triple threat, as I've been called before. Um, so I look forward to exciting roles and I really look forward to developing my writing and directing career. Justin, how would you uh, describe working with Emily in the writing process? It's I it's so funny. I feel like people get annoyed. It, it's so easy. It's so easy. We um, it's funny after we finish this film, the thing people really want to hear is they're like, tell us about all the how much dirty did you fight? fights. Yeah. I, it, it's not um, Emily and I are very different filmmakers on our own. Uh, uh, we we have in preparation for alone with you, we both uh, directed our solo uh, shorts kind of to get ourselves ready for doing a feature. And they're two very different films. Um, both films come out on the altar uh, YouTube. Uh, yours is in February? Yeah, so the two shorts that we shot right before Alone With You during the pandemic, um, Justin's film is called Pains. I star in it, of course. Um, that's hitting altar in March. Um, I think they just changed the date, but it's yeah. in March. And then mine is Bed, um, premiered at Fantasia, and will hit uh, altar February 10th. Yeah, nice. but they, it's, if, if, when you watch those shorts, you'll see they're very different filmmakers. And what we make mm -hmm. together is different all, all its own. So it's actually really fun yeah. for us to go down that road because we make films that we would not otherwise make separately. Yeah. And and that's a lot yeah. of fun. And honestly, it's strange. We um we do have a shorthand. We just kind of we work very well. We work very succinctly. Um and when we mm. do disagree on stuff, it's not it's never like it's never emotional. It's it's all very practical and then we need time to step away think about the story and we'll come back and be like, you know what, your way in is actually more practical. That makes more sense or, hmm. or, you know, mine will work. And um, so it's a lot of fun. I, I usually describe it as uh, writing with Emily is a lot like play. It's just, I, there are times on our other feature script kept, there were literally times where I am on the floor with Emily pretending to strangle her and be like, and then he'll do this. And then you, would go here. And, and I'm it, like, oh, okay, yeah. hold on. And then I have to go write it down. And it, it, it's a lot of fun. That so, sounds uh, like <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. We're almost out of time. Barbara, I want to ask you the last question. You've been in this business, like you said, for 40 years. You're a legend uh, in entertainment. You're a legend in the horror community. Uh, horror fans, they absolutely adore you. How important is it to you to help uh, up and coming filmmakers, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. when you get a script that you like, mm -hmm. that you agree with, even mm -hmm. if you've never even heard mm -hmm. of the filmmakers, okay? Uh, but yeah. you know that if you go in their film, it's gonna boost it up tremendously, just having the name mm -hmm. Barbara Crampton in the credits. So basically the question is, how big of a love do you have for the independent film industry? I, I mean, I do. I think I said it in the beginning of our of our ch chat here yeah. is that it's, you know, I, I think I've been doing that since the very beginning from Stuart Gordon to, you know, Adam Wingard to Brandon Christensen to now these guys and a few others in between. Um, it's really important to me to help the independent 
uh, um, filmmaker illuminate their story and tell their story. And I feel, you know, like I, I want, I, that's just, that's every, that's everything I'm doing. Yep. I mean, you know, so I'm going to keep doing that. Um, and if I feel, if I read something and I feel like it's not quite there, I'll, I'll give notes on a script and say, you know, I, I just, and that's happened. That happens to me a lot, mm -hmm. all, all the time. And I'll say, look, you can, you can take my advice or leave it, but this is what I think. Mm -hmm. And I think this, 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 blah, blah, blah. I think you should do this, this, this. It's just my opinion, yeah. but I think that will make your script better. And then potentially, you know, because, because not just about, it's not just about having a great story with great characters. It's also about how are you going to navigate this space of independent filmmaking? Mm -hmm. So somebody sent me a script recently and it was a horror comedy and, it, and it's really clever and, and well-written and very wordy and also a lot of locations. And I said, you know, this is more like television because it's, it's very wordy. You, you, you know, film is more visual. So you need to cut your dialogue down and you need to cut your locations because you're only going to have a uh, little money. bit of money yeah. to shoot this mm -hmm. and it ha really hadn't occurred to this gal she's like oh yeah i mean and then um you know there's 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 a couple of other filmmakers that i've been working with for two years and i don't know if i'm going to be in their movie or not but i'm helping them along the way i'm giving some advice i can't keep doing that because i have my own projects that i'm also trying to navigate and trying to develop um as well but any if i have time any sort of help or my again it's just my opinion of what i think um you know surrounding yourself with good people good producers being able to shoot in a state where you're going to get a tax credit <laughs> you know where are you going to go and try to pitch this movie where you know different different film festivals that you need to target i mean there's there's so much more than just writing a script yes there's so much more that i've learned really from a, you know, a lot of other people, even yeah. in the last 10 years, because, you know, when I was first starting, I was just an actor and I stayed in my lane, but now I know a little bit more oh, yeah. about things. So if I can help people, I try to, but the, I mean, I, that's, that's my whole career. That, is that is what cinema. makes you the consummate professional that you are today and the brilliant career that you've had and are having. So we're out of time. You guys have been great this hour has just flown by. Guys, again, the movie mm -hmm. is called Alone With You. I'm assuming uh, it's, the theatrical release is going to be limited. Is that correct, yeah, Justin? Limited. Yep, limited theatrical on uh, February 4th. Yeah. And we're actually going to be in attendance in Brooklyn. Um, it's playing at Film Noir on February 5th as well. And we will we'll be, be there, at yeah. the 7 p.m. show in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So oh, that is so mm -hmm. awesome. Coming from a native New Yorker, I think that's kick ass. So Alone With You Guys is the name of the movie. Uh, limited theatrical release November 4th. You don't have to wait long. Four days later, it's coming out wide on video on demand. It's a great movie. You don't want to miss it. A lot of twists and turns, and I know a lot of you, well, most of you have not watched the film because it's not out yet. Uh, if you come mm -hmm. back and see this interview again, a lot of it's going to make sense mm -hmm. after you watch the film. <laughs> I want to thank Justin, Emily, Barbara Crampton, of course. You're great as always. 
I uh, want to thank all our, our viewers who, to, who are tuning in live and those who are going to watch this later on recorded. Any final thoughts you guys want to share before we go? No, excited uh, yeah. for everybody to see the film, really. Yeah, and thank you, Barbara, for everything you do for independent cinema. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes not only for uh, Justin and Emily, it goes for the fans, too. Yeah. You are a great inspiration for the whole mm -hmm. horror community. So thank you on behalf of the horror fans out there. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, on behalf of Justin, Emily, and Barbara and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody. Thank you.